The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held. We are held, we are loved in the heart of the goddess. We are loved, we are loved, we are loved. What in your life needs to heal? Is it something in your body? Is it in your thoughts or your feelings? Welcome to the Empowered Healer Show with your host, Dr. Susan Allison. Our program will present healing methods and ideas to help you change the challenging parts of your life and support the people who mean the most to you. Now, here is Dr. Susan Allison. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Dr. Susan Allison, and this is the Empowered Healer Show, where you can become the empowered healer of your own life. You know, I was just thinking this morning how happy I am to be able to invite so many amazing people to be on the show, so many amazing souls who are sharing their journeys and their processes with us and inspiring us all to live our soul's purpose. I, in my life, have been a lifelong seeker, and our guest today has also been seeking for his entire life. I'm so impressed by how early he started um, this process, how soon he woke up and um, became conscious and has lived his life in that manner ever since. So Tony Samara is our guest today. He is the author of Shaman's Wisdom, Reclaim Your Lost Connection with the Universe. And I've been reading this book and I love it. And I recommend that you all get it on Amazon. Very easy to get. Tony Samara, Shaman's Wisdom. He's also written From the Heart, Different Yet the Same, Deeper Than Words uh, are some of his other works. He was born in England, grew up in Egypt, and also in Norway, where he discovered Zen Buddhist philosophy. This discovery eventually led him to the Mount Baldy Zen Center in California, where he studied with uh, Master Sasaki. He had curiosity to explore further the essence of spirituality and thus went to live and learn with shamanic communities around the globe, including a period of time with some highly influential shamans in the Amazon River region and the Andes Mountains now people from all over the world visit Tony Samara to take spiritual guidance and experience being in his presence. The main countries that he is working in are in Europe, yet with the assistance of the Internet, he's attracting a global audience through frequent online interviews and live satsangs. His function is as a spiritual teacher who encourages all to lead their lives actively in a noble way 
in order to realize the evolution of human consciousness. Tony Samara is a mirror of what is possible, a shining reminder of the continuous possibility of being human. What a beautiful, beautiful introduction that uh, was written, I'm sure, by one of his um, followers. And I'm so happy to have you here, Tony. Welcome. Thank you. I'm very happy to be speaking to you and everyone else. I'm so glad you're here. You know, just reading the introduction of your book, Shaman's Wisdom, I learned quite a bit about you. And I would love it if you would share with listeners about your, your early experience as a child of being ill and, as you say in the book, how a dream changed you forever. I'm wondering if you would share about that. Yes, I'm happy to do that. I think everyone has a dream. Um, the problem is that, you know, sometimes we grow up too quickly and the dream is forgotten because we just have so many other things to to do. But basically, that was very difficult for me because, um, as you say, um, I was not so well as a child, so I had a lot of time to contemplate many issues, you know, as you do when you lie in bed and there is not much activity around. And this made me think more deeply, perhaps, you know, every child does this, but for me, you know, it, it was a continuous process where I thought more deeply about many aspects. Every child asks why, but for me, it was not enough just to ask why. I had to really understand the, um, not just the answer, but the meaning behind um, my question. And so my cu- curiosity was, you know, enormous at a very young age. Um, and despite being unwell, um, actually, um, that wasn't a limitation in any way. It was um, a gateway to explore things in a more deep way. Um, so my dream became more real as I grew up rather than forgotten. And my dream to understand the world, people, myself, just led me from one experience to another. And I think that is what happens when you live totally and you're not limited by um, any expectations or belief systems or sabotage um, programs that um, become more um, more real or more 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 part of your, one's experience as we grow older. So this is why I started so young. You know, I yeah. was pushed by destiny, I suppose, to look at things in a more profound way than most. And for me, um, even though it was a hard time um, to to understand the world and to um, not enjoy every experience as much as I should. Um, it allows me now to be much more in the moment and understand suffering of other people and understand how to come to a sense of joy in this moment and value that sense of joy in a real sense. This is um, the consciousness and freedom that, um, as you were saying, someone commented on um, being a mirror is not just telling people that, you know, this is the way, but rather showing through experience that it is possible. And everyone knows when the mirror is shining, 
or when the mirror is just a pretense. So for me, yes. you know, the experience led me to understand human beings and myself to such mm-hmm. a degree that I'm able to um, understand the world in a, in a different way. You know, and that is the shamanic way, as you say. You know, you understand reality beyond the superficial. That's right. Are you there? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> I lost you for a moment. Uh-huh. Um, it's beautiful. I I already am thinking that you were the wounded healer, without knowing it until you studied with the shamans uh, in the Amazon. But even as a child that wounded healer was already inside you. Yes, and I actually feel that this is the reason why we come here to this planet, you know, is to realize that suffering is part of the picture but not the complete picture, and that is the essence of shamanism as I understand it, um, how to complete that picture in a more beautiful way, um, how to connect to beauty that is everywhere not just inside of yourself, but just in every experience, so that um, the experience becomes more complete. And I feel, you know, all children today um, have that wonderful drive that socialization and the world brings them away from that experience. And some people, because of their destiny, the, the wound needs to be healed, and that allows for sense of completion that then becomes of service to others. Yes, that was my experience. Yes. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And part of this, I know as a teenager, part of this was your discovery of Buddhism. And why Buddhism? So I wanted you to share about that part of your life and uh, what was drawing you to Buddhism and perhaps what you discovered. Yes. You know, uh, I grew up in a very loving family um, situation, but the consciousness of spirituality and the consciousness of meditation and um, all spiritual ideals that may be obvious to your listeners was not really part of my background, not part of my reference. So I, I had to start right from the beginning um, and research and understand that there is another path to complete the experience so that we understand the world more deeply. And for me, that was meditation. I understood that, you know, you can read and learn intellectually lots and lots of interesting facts, but if you don't have the experience to support the learning, then it's somehow a little bit shallow. So for me, meditation was that path, and I was researching, and I sort of understood that meditation is part of many cultures and many traditions, but um, I wanted something that was more direct, so not so full of dogma as many religions have become today, um, but rather more more clear and more to the point. So for me, that, that seemed to be Buddhism. And so I just put myself in in the sort of uh, space where I could discover um, Buddhism in a real sense, which led me, as you say, to um, a very wonderful Zen master who's still alive today. Um, mm. 
and learned lots about Buddhism that goes beyond what is written in books today. Um, and for me, that was a very important uh, part of my experience. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. hands of the goddess we are held we are held we are held you are tuned in to the empowered healer show with dr susan allison if you wish to speak to dr allison or her guests this week please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 5795 or you can send an email to the empowered healer at comcast.net now back to the program so tony you were talking before the break about buddhism and could you say a little more about what you discovered there um, in your studies and perhaps why you left yes um you know for me um i'm quite interested in knowing things to a very deep and profound level. So it was not enough to understand Buddhism simply as an intellectual or an ideal. I I really wanted to put myself completely into the experience. And the way I did this was to meditate with a Zen master from early morning, 3 o'clock in the morning till late at night, 11, 12, in, in the evening, night. Um, and it's difficult to describe really in a few minutes the experiences that accumulated from doing this. Um, if anyone tries, you know, to sit and meditate for many hours, what happens is that 
our consciousness begins to realize that there is more to the world than what we understand in a you know, fundamental way, and that there are so many levels that we can touch that perhaps people today call creativity or um, the depth of oneself. And that process was quite gradual. And the thing with Zen Buddhism, it really pushes you to go deeper without taking you know, the little steps. It wants, um, the, the philosophy of Zen Buddhism is you know, to really go there as quickly as possible without the distractions and without getting caught up in the usual um, mind games that happen when you sit and meditate quietly. Um, and this was done through what is known as koans in Zen Buddhism, which are basically parables. And one of my interesting experiences was uh, the Zen master asking me, um, where is the Buddha when you're sitting in the front seat of a car and driving? And, you know, I thought it was interesting because I've never driven a car in my whole life. You know, so I thought that was, <laughs> you know, it's an interesting question to ask someone who doesn't know how to drive. But I, I sort of understood the irony after a while in the whole parable and why I was asked that because, you know, it reflects something quite profound. Um, and in the beginning, you know, I was answering these parables or koans in a very intellectual way because I'm quite you know, able to do that. But in the end, I realized that you know, it wasn't like going to school where you had to sort of earn your grades or stars or whatever. It was more to express in the moment who, who you were and where consciousness was anchored in that experience. Um, and so koans are, you know, a gateway to experience all those levels of consciousness in a much more complete and profound way. And for me, um, this is the work that I did for a few years um, and continued to do, even after leaving the then Buddhist monastery. Um, it doesn't stop. You know, you don't have to actually be in a monastery to practice meditation. You, you can practice meditation everywhere in daily life. And for your listeners, you know, this can be part of anything that you do. It's, it's not specific to actually having to sit quietly and meditate in a very specific posture. So this is what I did because I had the feeling that it's important to be practical in life, to, you know, to bring the meditational experience down to earth and to show myself that I can actually feel that consciousness or level of awareness, not just meditating, but actually in the world that has stresses and all the other mundane things that distract our mind from being focused. So, you know, this was the reason why I left, um, to, to go deeper, basically, than was possible, I felt, than was possible in, in the monastery. Um, of course, you know, um, that led me to other very interesting adventures. Um, and the thing is, when you go to the world, sometimes you can get very easily caught by the many interesting things that happen in the world. Yes. It's interesting to me that, um, you know, you went to New York, you went to London, and it was like pretty crazy. And um, from there, I believe, you headed um, to the Amazon jungles and wanting to save the rainforest and then realized when you got there that you were there for, for another purpose even though yeah. you love, love the rainforest, you were there for another purpose altogether. 
Yes. Um, you know, we always believe that we're doing something. Um, and sometimes when we get to that space where we're doing what we thought we were believing um, to be the reality, um, we realize that why we're there is for much more, um, has many more reasons than we originally thought. Yeah. I realized that, of course, I was there to save the rainforest, um, but really, really the force that was compelling me to go to, to the depths of the forest was the same force that was compelling me to go deeper within myself. So once one realizes that the inside is also the same as the outside, you know, it's just a reflection and equal in every way, um, then you can work much more profoundly with the outside and the inside. Um, so once I realized this with the native people, um, then the journey was not just saving the rainforest. The journey was about integration and being more complete to allow for that integration to happen around me. And I feel that is what is missing in the West, that we all are so focused on doing things on the outside that mm -hmm. we forget the driving force or the core of what allows that to happen, and that is integration within oneself. And when that happens, um, there is magic. That, mm. And what, what Jung, Carl Gustav Jung called synchronicities that happen all the time. That's right. That's right. I love how you say in the book that you, you really went to save a part of yourself. And you also said, all the information we need is encoded in the depths of our being. Books are useless. So I wanted you to, I wanted you to comment on that. I love that. But it's part of what you're talking about, about the inner, you know, the inner journey. Yes. You know, it's, it's a bit like reading a book. You know, if you have a certain state of mind, you can read the book and you think, okay, that was interesting. Or poetry, maybe that's a better example. And if your consciousness is able to absorb something more profound in, in whatever you're reading, then you can read a book and understand the message. And so when I say that reading is useless, I, I'm sort of being a little bit um, cheeky. And <laughs> <laughs> Very cheeky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I don't mean that all books are useless, of course, but I mean that the mindset that reads the book often is just looking for entertainment or ideas and is chasing um, external or desires that are external to one's deep transformation. So books in themselves have no value unless the consciousness um, that one is born with is there and present to the wisdom that is everywhere. This is what I mean by the wisdom being encoded in the DNA structure. You know, really, knowledge for me is everywhere. There is wisdom in every aspect of life. That's why life exists. That is a force that allows everything to function. But as human beings, we are unable to see that without filtering that information through in some way. And if that information is filtered through a mind that already has very strong belief systems, then you know it gets filtered to the point where reality is very far removed from the real reality that we could see if we were just divine in our mind and uh, consciousness and able to see the big, big vastness of life. And you know this is why, for me, um, it is important to get in touch with the information 
that creates our human structure, you know, our body and our mind. And that is the DNA, and the structure of the DNA um, has that information that um, I feel is wisdom that has been lost. Uh, and this is the information that some shamans um, travel to or access and are able then to see things that today we realize, you know, are so amazing. Um, we realize that people thousands of years ago were speaking about discoveries that are being um, um, realized today by scientists, but speaking a different language, of course. But in essence, wisdom is always there, and it's very easy to access. And some books are good to read to understand how to access that information. <laughs> well, 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 yeah, we'll say some books are good. So I want to start this process before our break, and we probably have to continue it afterwards. But how did the shamans that you worked with help you in terms of your own DNA or connecting um, with that, you know, that deep wisdom inside you, that consciousness that kept flowering? What was the process that you went through uh, within yourself to do that, that they helped with? Yes. Um, the thing that I understood after a while, and it wasn't very clear in the beginning, um, but to allow wisdom to manifest in consciousness, you ha the, the first step is really to let go of whatever limits consciousness from manifesting in a clear way in this present moment. And the usual thing that human beings have are old belief systems or learnings that need to be worked with so that we can release them so that the space is free to mm -hmm. be able to manifest wisdom. And this is this was what was done with me right in the beginning. And, and the first step was to clear the body and detox the body so that the physical body, which is an important aspect of consciousness, um, was free of mm. belief systems. We all know that, you know, if you're stressed, that, that you hold that stress in the body. And it's the same with any belief system or emotional um, feeling that has been um, experienced in the past. It, it stays in the body. And as long as the body has those pictures, it's very difficult for the body to be very light and open up to consciousness that is beyond those limitations without freeing itself from whatever the limitations are. And I can tell you, um, the detoxes were very, very strong. Yeah. No, I read about how you, you vomited, you know, and vomited and vomited, and, and you were not just vomiting all the physical uh, poisons in your body. You were vomiting maybe even past life experiences, but all kinds of toxic perhaps thoughts and beliefs and everything you were doing, you were getting rid of it all when you were vomiting. Yes, yes, and, you know, this is, I feel, you know, there is no easy way. Um, if, if you have anger or frustration or any negative belief system, it, it definitely creates an imbalance in the physical body and it needs to be released. There are gent more gentle ways of doing this, of course, and in the world that we live in, those gentle ways are more appropriate. But I had a, um, I was being initiated into a, a specific work, so I, you know, there was, I was being pushed, basically. Yeah. 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 You were definitely being pushed. Yeah. Um, and um, the results of that, we'll hear about in a moment. Um, but we're going to take a break right now, and we'll be back um, with a fascinating story 
uh, of Tony Samara in a moment. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, to this amazing discussion with Tony Samara. And I want to again mention his book, which I am loving, which is called Shaman's Wisdom, Reclaim Your Lost Connection with the Universe, that you can purchase easily on Amazon. And we're talking actually through the first part of the book where um, Tony talks about his life experience that led him to the path that he's now on. And right now we've been talking about his time in the Amazon and... Um, I'm glad that you're here, uh, here with Tony. So, Tony, maybe say, um, a little bit more about, you know, there's a quote here I want to share from your book. The shaman can work as a healer only when he goes through an experience of death and rebirth, the death of suffering and the rebirth to a new way of seeing. So, if you could talk about that a little bit and then, you know, perhaps relate it in some way to our listeners um, in terms of their lives. Yes. You know, for me, 
um, physical death is something that we all pretend or try to forget about, pretend that you know it's going to happen sometime in the future. But actually, um, if you look at physical death in an energetic way, we, we have these experiences where every moment, every breath that we take, we're going through a rebirth. We're allowing consciousness to expand, and then it contracts. And in shamanism, um, the experience of death and rebirth goes a little bit further than just every breath that you take. It goes to a space where your personality and everything that you've built as a solid foundation, or you think is a solid foundation, um, is challenged to see if it's really as solid as you believe it to be. And that is what happens in when, I believe this is what happens when you go through a physical death, that you know, all that is not really solid gets challenged. And that death experience is very important because when you work as a healer, what you have to rely on is not your perceptions or your um, ego thoughts about a situation, but you have to rely on your connection to the divine wisdom, and that is the birth after the death experience. That is the birth that you allow consciousness to have the references that are different from the mundane world that most human beings have as a reference, um, but rather have those references that allow you to see the reasons behind suffering. This is what a healer does. You know, the healer mm-hmm. is not there to pat someone on the back and say, you know, okay, this is really bad and I'll help you by doing this or that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. rather to understand, you know, the complexity of the picture and from there see what is possible. And this is what makes all spiritual healing, not just shamanism, quite different from, you know, going to a doctor or going to an alternative practitioner. Uh, in that, you know, the disease in itself is not so important or the suffering in itself is not so important. It, it's the learning. And so the, the shaman in native society acts as a bridge to um, the person that they're working with or the people or the situation um, to allow that learning to manifest in a real sense. And it's believed that when that learning uh, is experienced by an individual, and even if the healing is not complete in itself, there is such a tremendous release of energy mm-hmm. that um, healing is actual in many other senses than just a physical sense or an emotional sense. And that is the death rebirth experience. I personally experienced this because, of course, like everyone, you know, um, at that time I had a personality that believed and saw things in a very specific way. And to let go of that in a very complete sense, not just in a, you know, in a mental form or in an ideal form, but in a very mm-hmm. complete, deep sense meant that I had to go through an experience that is, I believe, death uh, on one level. Um, and this is, uh, it's not so negative as it sounds. It, it's actually, it's a bit like the Hindu um, tradition where, you know, the, the god of destruction and the goddess of destruction um, allows for the rebirth of something new. And I believe that this is 
very important in the world that we live in because we hold so much, we hold on to so much the idea that the past is very important that we forget how to be born into this moment, how to be born into this manifestation that we're experiencing now. And because we're holding on to the past, we're always dreaming about a future that is not actually related to this moment, but related to the idea that we have from that of the past. And that is, you know, where a rebirth experience is totally different. We don't just create these ideas and chase um, those ideas through our everyday living. When you are reborn into um, a completely different set of references, then um, I feel that you cannot um, be the same person um, as you were before and that you are in touch and also show this to the world with um, such profound references that there is a clear um, understanding of that around you. And this initiation process in shamanism is when you become a healer, you know, when people can see and understand that there is an actual difference. You've gone through an experience that is similar to death and you're manifesting yourself in a very different way. And I feel this happens to people even outside of shamanic communities. Many people in the Western world go through moments of such profound transformation that it is similar to death. It's not something that is just um, related to primitive societies. Uh, I believe it's something that's related to being human. And when we allow ourselves to go through such a profound transformation, then we are totally different in every respect. And, and this creates um, a wonderful possibility um, for people um, to understand that the world can be dealt with in a different way. I feel children actually um, do this a lot, that they let go of many aspects of themselves and become totally different in a very creative and intelligent way. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I totally understand what you're saying, and I think that um, I was just speaking on a radio show myself about going back to when we were children and re remembering how much we lived in the moment and we were able to let go and embrace and change and, you know, sort of like skipping through that uh, with so, you know, more effortlessly than we do as adults. So, and the wonderful, yes, and the wonderful thing also, children learn much more quickly and are very able to adapt to situations without holding back um, that creative wisdom. And this is what makes children and adults who are like children um, very unique. Mm -hmm. I know you, you talked about in terms of just nature a great deal and, and appreciating and seeing the spirit in all living things, which, of course, you really experienced in the Amazon and in northern Peru and probably right now in your bird sanctuary where you are. And children, you know, I, I lived in nature. I, I, I lived in a tree house that I built, practically. You know, I had never wanted to go in the house. And I feel that that connection to nature and the nature spirits and connection to all living things is something that uh, many of us are realizing we need to do now. Uh, you said in your book, we live in an era of destruction of everything sacred. The heart of, the, of Mother Earth is heavy. And I, what can we do, you know, in terms of, of you know, global warming, 2012, 
in terms of death and rebirth, I feel on a planetary level, this is happening. Exactly, and this is why I was speaking a little bit in depth about death and rebirth. Um, you know, when we come to the point where we feel destruction is so strong, we lose hope. And I feel, you know, as a culture and as a world today, many people have got to the point where they realize that it's too difficult. We, we can't really change anything. So they lose hope and become, um, they, they lose hope and are not active in being born again into a new paradigm or a new era where possibilities and potentials are beyond what we can understand in that moment. And I feel if we lose hope, then there is no hope. And this is the thing that uh, is essential, that we remember that the potential is there and we just have to access it. And that is the rebirth. You know, when enough people remember this and um, feel it inside of themselves, feel that that hope is alive, then I believe that things begin to change because we access information that is not possible to understand in this moment. And I feel that our culture is doing that. People are questioning, um, and not only questioning what is going on, uh, as you say about uh, the global warming, but also seeking new ways. And these new ways slowly are becoming more real. Um, even in places where people like, uh, think it's impossible, um, the change is slowly manifesting. Uh, even with politicians, you know, who are wonderful people, um, they they are human beings and they are listening to what is being felt and said by others and somehow beginning to um, create the possibility of change uh, on a very wide scale. Um, I feel this is, you know, the number one thing that everyone needs to do is, is to not lose any hope that um, things are too difficult to change. And, you know, this is why children are interesting because, you know, they never lose hope. <laughs> they can no. for a few moments, but then they're back into their wonderful energy of running around and being naughty and doing whatever else that a <laughs> child does. And, you know, th this is how we need to live life, you know, just remember the joy and excitement of being rather than listening to the news and getting so caught up in the negativity that is being thrown out there through the media and whoever else and just feeling that we can't do anything about it. Yeah, it's and I, I, I try not to watch the news lately, in fact, um, because it is so negative. And I feel that we have to uh, have that child spirit, the child belief that all things are possible. And, you know, often um, I've been seeing that it, it is children. It's, it's uh, young adults and children who are often manning some of these environmental movements. And right by my office, uh, my therapy practice office, there's... There's a group, there's an environmental group, and they're all, you know, I would say in their 20s. And they're fiercely committed to going out with petitions. And so I do think that the youth um, are, are at the forefront of this. Yes, I, I believe that too. And I feel that is because, you know, the dream is still alive when you're young. But, mm -hmm. you know, we can be young forever. Absolutely, and we can be inspired um, inspired to do what we can ourselves. So exactly. we're going to take an, uh, another break, and we'll be right back with Tony Samara. 
change. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Hello, welcome back to uh, the Empowered Healer Show and today with Tony Samara. We're having a fascinating discussion, and um, before the break, we're talking about 2012, global warming, uh, what we can do to stay positive and focused and do what we need to do to um, help the planet, help one another, uh, and ourselves um, be reborn in this new era. So can you say a little bit about 2012, Tony, what you you see, and, and perhaps even from the perspective, I mean, the Mayan calendar is ending, but... What do you see, um, you know, have your crystal ball there. What do you, what do you see in this new era? Um, I think it's impossible, really, to say anything that is too general. But I feel mm-hmm. that 2012 is actually a very exciting time to be alive because there will be so many interesting changes. And, you know, anyone watching the news uh, I, I should celebrate, really, all these changes, even though people are worried about whatever consequences of what is being said. Um, I, I feel that it's quite an exciting time to look at how to do things differently. And it's not enough just to feel positive. This is, you know, perhaps what is important um, for people to realize. It's important that um, every human being does what is necessary and what is possible and viable for that human being so that um, 2012 remains exciting 
And, you know, there are so many interesting things that one can do. And um, I believe that um, this, you know, is happening, as you said, you know, with the young people living their dream and being passionate about their dream um, to change the world. I, I believe this is um, not only happening, but actually is part of the transformation process. But I do believe, I don't want to sound too positive because I do believe that there are real problems, you know, that we can't just sort of um, sweep under the carpet and say it doesn't exist. Um, And and those problems um, perhaps will create a little bit of suffering. You know, like if you have a job, you can't deny if you lose it and you you can't, you know, afford to do certain things that that suffering isn't real. But, you know, that is just one specific part of the experience. And if we are able to detach ourselves from it, I believe that that experience will lead to a better experience. So even though we suffer, just like I did when I was a child, um, it is not a very nice or pleasant experience to go through. It is important to go through that, and I believe 2012 will have that a lot Mm -hmm. um, for many, many people in many aspects of society. It's important to allow that experience to be there without being attached too much to that experience, but honoring that experience as real and learning how to make that experience um, more positive. So, you know, like me, um, the pain didn't depress me. The suffering didn't depress me. It allowed me to go to parts of the world, South America, the Amazon, to discover knowledge that if I didn't have that pain, I wouldn't have bothered, you know, because I would have been comfortable doing whatever. Um, And I feel this is where um, 2012 will be a challenge and many people will take that challenge as a positive thing rather than a negative thing. Too many people are seeing that uh, 2012 is the end of the world and actually the Mayan calendar, I don't believe, speaks about this or the Inca calendar. I just believe that we're changing from one era to another and, you know, it's the beginning of a new world rather than the end of the world. I agree with you completely, completely. It's the beginning of a new era, and it's again a death and rebirth, and it's it's propelling us forward, um, but we have to let go of what no longer serves us and let go of what no longer serves the planet, That letting go of the old paradigm so a new one can be born. Exactly, and sometimes letting go is not easy. No, it's not. It, change is hard for us humans. And uh, I do believe, though, um, everything in my life attests to this, in my husband's life, my clients' lives, it's all showing up everywhere I look that there is a huge shift afoot. And I really feel it. Um, but I, with our time left, I really want to focus on your mission, like what your mission is and what people can gain from your books and from studying with you or, or whatever it is you're doing right now. Tony, I'd love to hear about that. I don't really have a mission. <laughs> you know, I, I, I did try to change the world before, but now <laughs> I've sort of relaxed into just being. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah, so what, what I say is just share my experience with people that my biggest joy is to be of service to others. And I realize that, you know, by being of service, that really um, the value of the experience is 
much more profound and interesting than what most people do in the world, and that is wanting to get more and more and more for, for the ego, for the, their desires or themselves or whatever it is. And my experience was, of course, you know, I, I had everything. You know, I grew up in a family that was wealthy, but that was not enough. And now I'm much more content with um, doing things from a very different perspective. So, you know, whatever I'm doing is not really trying to mm-hmm. put a dogma out there or say this is an interesting path to follow. I just share with people the reality of who I am, and somehow that allows many interesting things to happen, uh, like writing the book. You know, this was written yes. very, very quickly, um, and I didn't write it to try to be a best-selling author or, um, you know, to change the world or say, listen, I'm here on a mission, <laughs> um, yep. but rather to share my experience. And if it makes sense to someone, you know, they can okay. read it and learn something what? that perhaps took me a bit longer to learn because I just didn't have the guidelines and so easily outlined. Yes. Well, I love your book and I've loved having you on the show. And can you can you just give a website where people can uh, be in touch with you? And I've already mentioned how people can get your book on Amazon, Shaman's Wisdom. Can you give us a website? Yes. Um, the website is www.tonysamara.org. And Tony Samara is one word. And there you will access a lot of interesting information, meditations, food about, uh, knowledge about food. And, um, <laughs> and, yum, um, yum, yum. That is technology. Yeah, is. Get <laughs> and a lot of interesting um, uh, films. There is one called Through the Static, which is interesting. It's all about, you know, a noisy world that we live in and um, how to access the deeper peace that is possible. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here, Tony, and I hope to perhaps have you on again. And may you have a beautiful day. You too. Thank you. And thank Uh you to your listeners. All right. So this has been fascinating having Tony Samara on our show. I'm so glad you were all here. It's been my pleasure to serve you. You've been listening to Dr. Susan Allison on the Empowered Healer Show, wishing you an incredible week. And until next week... Remember, you are the empowered healer of your own life. Thank you again for listening to the Empowered Healer Show. Please join your host, Dr. Susan Allison, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Until then, have an empowering and fulfilling week. We are held in the arms of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. 
visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.